The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Friday morning to you, December 8th, 7 a.m. You are listening to Pat, Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend. Thank what a you day. so much for tuning in. Hopefully that got you in a great mood. It is our Ladies' Day, the it Feast is. of the Immaculate Conception. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Brenda. I love celebrating these feast days, but especially this one, because not only is it the Feast of Our Lady's Immaculate Conception, it is our 34th birthday. Hand me a big piece of birthday cake. After all you ate yesterday, you're ready for cake. <laughs> we had our, our Advent celebration yesterday, and, and Thanks to Father Martin King and his wonderful staff at St. Thomas More Parish. As Father King said, the closest parish to our studios. And they really just rolled out the hospitality Didn't they for really? us. That, it was such a, what a great space they have there. It, it was wonderful. A little cold, but it was great. <laughs> it was, well, yeah, it was a little cold. I, I did kind of get that feeling, though, like you're in a, like a log cabin. All that beautiful exposed wood. It just, it, it was the perfect uh, venue for an Advent party. It's a special place with special people. We, of course, we had members of our board there, members of our team, all the announcers, and it was a lot of fun. And the catering by Suzanne was impeccable. Oh, Brenda, speaking of cake, I think that was the best pecan pie I've ever eaten in my life. And I'm an expert on pecan pie. You are. Yes, <laughs> and it was that. it was really really good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it the, was all gone, too. <laughs> <laughs> the meal was fantastic. I, I mean, it was just rich and wonderful. Uh, uh, a pot roast that was just uh, leveled up. But you're right. Those pies, the, they were like the next level up. Uh, it, it just was fantastic. The I had the chocolate cream pie. Oh, this is no ordinary chocolate. It was like fudge pie. It so- was outstanding. Normally, we, we I, I fast on Fridays, but today it, the feast is going to continue. The feast it is, is It is a celebration, a solemnity, and uh, just celebrating Our Lady in this birthday. Wow. That is fantastic. <laughs> now, we also have to recognize along with the feast, today is a holy day of obligation. So it's treated as a Sunday. If you, you know, we're required to go to mass on Sundays, we're required to go to mass today. So please, if you haven't planned it yet, look into uh, your parish bulletin across. I think it feels like, I mean, there's early morning masses, there's school masses that are happening today, lunchtime masses, evening masses, get it in your schedule because there's, it's, there's no better way to celebrate our lady than by going to church. Really, and I don't like that word obligation. You know, it sounds like it's drudgery. It's not. It's joyful. It is something that is just, uh, you know, be a part of the party. Holy day of opportunity. (laughs) There you go. That's even better. All right. So uh, we got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning, too. What else you got coming up, Pat? Well, we've got uh, an update on that Amtrak closure between here and Seattle. Is the uh, rail line going to open? Yeah, it it, it should. We'll tell you more about that. And layoffs at Nike, the campus just up the street here in Beaverton. They're going to be laying off some folks. And we'll tell you more about, about that and its impact here on the local economy just ahead. And Pope Francis announces a day 
just for kids. Ah. This is going to be a fun day indeed and an official announcement from the Vatican. So I'll get you caught up on that as well. So we do have a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. We're going to start things now with Cody Roth, the reason for it all. And you are listening to the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Sleepy eyes, wake up, it's time to face the dawn. Child, rise, peer out, and spread your arms out wide. And embrace this brown Cold heart have all turned away. Her eyes search the sky, wondering what will I become. And her voice, soft and high, sings a song no one has sung. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about the future Don't worry about the time you spent digging in the dark Don't wonder who you are You're a precious child You are the reason for it all The smallest spark She looks into his eyes Years of she must reason why these dreams of a clear blue sky hand in hand they walk to sunshine here Wide. Here you are in 
through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and you are the reason for it all. That is Cody Roth. Truly, you are the reason for it all. We're celebrating our 34th birthday today, and we would not be here as America's oldest lay-owned Catholic radio station without great listeners just like you. So thank you very much for making that possible. Just ahead, we'll check the improving weather forecast, and we'll go to the campus of Notre Dame University with our man in South Bend. Ken Hellenius joins us next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Matrade Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world with captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with the Morning Blend on Matre Radio. 
Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th. And keep up with all the fun on Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 712 at Mantra Day Radio. Weather-wise, 50% chance of showers today, mainly this morning. Then some patchy fogs, and be careful on the road. That snow level dropping down to 2,300 feet. Otherwise, partly sunny, high this afternoon, 45. Cloudy tonight, cooling off to 35. And then tomorrow, we've got an 80% chance for more rain. But let's enjoy that sunshine today while we've got it, Brenda. Currently, it is 42 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 38 at St. Thomas More Parish and School in the southwest hills of Portland. Sometimes hilarious, always Hellenius. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hellenius on Mater Day Radio. Well, we welcome to the show today our good friend Ken Hellenius. Whenever there is a feast day for Our Lady, Apparently, the biggest party in town is happening at Notre Dame University. And Ken, well, he is leading the parade. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for joining us today. I'm glad to be with you. Good morning. Happy, happy feast day of Our Lady. What a special time there at the University of of uh, Notre Dame. What uh, what kind of special events happen today? Well, you're not going to believe it, but the school year, the semester, has come to an end. Yesterday was the last day of classes. So our students basically are celebrating today as a solemnity for multiple reasons, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so their finals week begins on Monday. and um, But in the meantime, uh, those of us who are on staff and things like that, we are uh, today being the great solemnity. Of course, there are masses all over campus. We've got uh, in the Basilica of the Sacred Heart, uh, we'll have mass and we've got masses in all the chapels of the dorms. So it's it's a glorious day. To, in our office, we're actually uh, bringing in barbecue for lunch oh. uh, from a local barbecue place because, you know, today is, although it's a Friday, it is the national solemnity, obviously, for the United States. The patroness is the Immaculate Conception. And also in our diocese, the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend, is also uh, the uh, dedicated to the Immaculate Conception, as is the Archdiocese of Portland, I know as well, because the cathedral is the cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in both of those churches. So, um, so yeah, so it's a, it's a glorious day for all of us. So eat a little brisket for us, okay, Ken? I promise to do so, and I will uh, I will remember you, Pat. So one of the things <laughs> that we are very excited about, Ken, here in Oregon, the Oregon State Beavers are going to be facing off with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. On December 29th yeah. at, uh, what, 11 a.m. your time and uh, 2 p.m. our time? Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting. Well, let me... <laughs> So my wife is an or- a proud Oregon State alumna, <laughs> and since we moved here, we you know we have a flagpole in front of our house here in South Bend, and um, it has two flags on it: the American flag and the Oregon State Beavers flag. <laughs> and I have told Julie for for the seven years we've lived here that that flag is going to get us in trouble someday. <laughs> 
I think this is the year. <laughs> I, I, you might want to just look out and maybe put a little, uh, you know, Notre Dame, a little uh, fighting Irishman there at the at the base somewhere, just so people know it's just a house divided. That's all. That's that's entirely true. You know, you hear about house divided all the time, obviously. You know, uh, and I never thought it would come to this in in my own house, but uh, uh, Julie. Uh, and and that's you know the glorious thing is we've watched we watched Notre Dame and uh, the Beavers on on TV every you know throughout the football season, and uh, but Julie uh, wears a I got her a hoodie this year for her uh, birthday and it says Saturdays are for Touchdown Jesus and she's worn it very proudly every every Saturday throughout the football season, but I'm pretty sure she's not planning on wearing it later this month. <laughs> No doubt. Ken Helaney is joining us this morning, our man at Notre Dame. Well, this Friday, today, it is the day for Our Lady, the Immaculate Conception. And she is the lady, uh, you know, as you said, dedicated here in the Archdiocese of Portland. But there's also a unique connection, too, with Our Lady and tomorrow's feast day, because we have so many beautiful feast days to uh, honor the saints and the lives of the saints that were brought to the church because of Our Lady. A perfect example, St. Juan Diego, who we celebrate tomorrow. Tell our listeners about him. Yeah, so Juan Diego was a uh, lived in very near Mexico, modern-day Mexico City. Uh, he and his uh, wife were uh, baptized. They were some of the first people baptized by the Franciscan missionaries. Uh, who arrived in the mid-16th century. So uh, he was baptized in uh, about in 1524 uh, at around age 48, 49, 50, somewhere in there. Of course, we don't have an exact, you know, we don't have a, a, a birth certificate, but we, we do know that he was baptized uh, around age 50. Uh, and um, he was a very devoted uh, a new Christian. Uh, and he used to walk from his house to the Franciscan, um, uh, to the Franciscan mission, uh, every day he would walk for religious instruction and to go uh, to mass and to go worship. And his path that took him from his house to the mission went by this hill called Tepeyac. And uh, on December 9th, 1531, which was a Saturday in the morning, he was walking from his house to the mission, and uh, he encountered the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, at the hill at Tepeyac, and she told him that uh, she wanted the bishop to build a chapel in her honor so that she might uh, relieve the distress of all those who call upon her. Uh, And so uh, uh, young Juan Diego, or not young Juan Diego, but our uh, 50-year-old Juan Diego, uh, went immediately to the the bishop in Mexico City and told him what he hit, what the Blessed Virgin had told him. And the bishop, uh, Bishop uh, Zumaraga, uh, said, you know, I I want you to uh, come back another day after I've had some time to think about this. And so Juan Diego went home, and as he went home, he passed again Tepeyac, and uh, the Blessed Virgin was waiting for him. And he said that he had failed in his mission and that she should choose someone else, somebody who had higher status that the bishop would actually listen to. And the Blessed Virgin assured him, no, I, I want you as my uh, to be my spokesperson here. And so go back. And so he went back the next morning on the, on the 10th of December, and the bishop received him again. Uh, but the bishop asked him for a sign to prove that this apparition was truly uh, 
sent by the Blessed Virgin from heaven. And so uh, he, uh, again, Juan Diego, kind of a back and forth, you know, uh, kind of a mission, uh, a pilgrimage, really, in a real way. Um, he encountered her again uh, that afternoon. She said, I will give you a sign tomorrow, December 11th. Uh, well, on December 11th, his, uh, Juan Diego found himself uh, having to care for his uncle. His uncle was very sick, and so he didn't get to go see the Blessed Virgin. Uh, and so then on the morning of the 12th, he was embarrassed and he went another route. Cause he's like, I failed the blessed Virgin to, 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 uh, you know, fulfill her request. And so he went by another route and she encountered him anyways. And she told him, am I not here? I, who am your mother. Um, and this became the phrase that is now in, uh, that is, above the door at the Basilica of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, am I not here, I who am your mother? And um, she told him to go to the top of Tepeyac Hill and to pick some flowers and to take them to the bishop. Mm. Now, this is, again, the middle of December. This is not a flower season. But he went and picked these roses that were atop the hill, and he loaded them into his, uh, his tilma, which is like a, um, kind of like a poncho. And he picked his poncho up and turned it into kind of a basket. And he loaded it with these flowers and he took them to the bishop. And the bishop, uh, you know, he went into the bishop's office and he um, let go of the edges of his tilma and the roses poured out. And there was this image of the Blessed Virgin that is so well known, (laughs) imprinted entirely on the tilma. Uh. And the bishop immediately dropped to his knees and, and, you know, venerated the image of the Blessed Virgin. And they constructed a chapel within, within a few weeks, there was a chapel there, a very simple chapel. Um, and that tilma, which um, is preserved to this day, more than 500, you know, what, yeah, almost 500 years later, um, the tilma is preserved in the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And so Juan Diego is a missionary uh, who basically, uh, you know, it is the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe who is herself in um, a an indigenous woman, you know, she is depicted Mm -hmm. as, as a native uh, Mexican woman. Um, She converted the entire nation. And of course, you know, it's impossible to drive along and not see a car with the image of Our Lady Guadalupe on it, you know, and, and how many people have been, um, have been touched by knowing that the Blessed Virgin cares for all people. You know, this, this woman, the Blessed Virgin Mary, whose Immaculate Conception we celebrate today was, of course, she was a Jewish woman, you know, living in modern-day, you know, Israel, Palestine. Um, but here she appears in 1531 in Mexi- in modern-day Mexico um, as an indigenous woman there, showing that she is the mother of the Savior of all people. And so that's really the message of Juan Diego and his faithfulness, although he was a little afraid, obviously. He went back by a different route, trying to avoid embarrassment. But the Blessed Virgin loved him enough to appear to him and say, I am your mother. And so that's really what we take away from the Feast of Juan Diego. Wow. Uh, That's just beautiful. What mother would not go after her children when she asked something of them and just say, I'm your mama. I'm going to I'm going to lead yeah. you where you need to be. So it's a beautiful story, of course, uh, in my own heritage. Such a strong dedication to our Lady of Guadalupe, who, again, we celebrate just next week. So all because of Juan Diego, I think it's a perfect example of how God calls every one of us 
There's not a one of us that is not from his site. So, Ken, thanks so much for joining us today. Great conversation. We appreciate it so very much. Have a blessed uh, feast both today and uh, as we go forward. Yeah, with Juan Diego tomorrow and on the 12th, the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. God bless uh, and, uh, and call upon our Blessed Mother because she loves us and she's here. Absolutely. God bless you, Ken. Thanks so much. 724 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We are celebrating the Feast of the Immaculate Conception today and the 34th anniversary of Matra Day Radio. Special broadcast tonight with Opera Cecilia, a Marian concert recorded live at the Grotto. You can catch that tonight at 730 and online at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Mater Day Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat celebrating this wonderful feast day and our birthday. And just ahead, what is the latest on the big rivalry game between Oregon and Oregon State? We'll tell you about the status of the big game just ahead. And it's a day... For every child in the world, Pope Francis announces the World Day of Children. So I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Advent music now. Steve Agrizano and Emmanuel. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here, Mater Day Radio. Come, come, Emmanuel, Son of God, Salvation is drawing near Salvation is drawing near Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel And ransom captive Israel That mourns in lonely exile the Son of God Every 
This Advent season with Steve Angrisano and Emmanuel. It's 7.30. Pope Francis announced Friday that the Catholic Church will celebrate its first World Day of Children in May of 2024. Speaking in his Angelus address to mark the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Pope shared that the Church's first Children's Day will be celebrated in Rome on the weekend of May 25th and 26th. The Pope explained that the day, organized by the Vatican's Dicastery for Culture and Education, will seek to answer the question, what kind of world do we wish to pass on to the children who are growing up? According to Vatican News, the event was inspired by a nine-year-old boy named Alessandro who proposed the idea to the Pope to have an international event like World Youth Day for younger children. The Vatican is expecting thousands of boys and girls from all over the world to travel to Rome for the event with the Pope. A massive landslide on Tuesday forced Amtrak to suspend its Cascade service between Portland and Seattle for what they thought would just be a couple of days. But the slide is still blocking the tracks, potentially delaying the service until an expected opening tomorrow morning at 7.22 a.m. Amtrak officials say trains are still operating as normal between Portland and Eugene, as well as Seattle and Vancouver, British Columbia. The slide took place along the Vancouver and Kelso Longview stations, courtesy of the Pineapple Express that has been targeting the Pacific Northwest all week long and led to ongoing floods and landslides across Washington and Oregon. 
Low-income households in Washington will receive more than $40.6 million in restitution following a major settlement with chicken and tuna companies accused of overcharging for their products. Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson's office reported that 19 broiler chicken products have been gouging their prices since at least 2008, and several tuna corporations were accused of similar price-fixing schemes where executives would contact each other to avoid detection so they could exchange internal company policies and data. Now, 15 of the chicken companies named in the lawsuit owe Washington families $35.5 million. The remaining companies are set to go on trial in October of 2024. So residents whose household income is below is at or below the federal uh, poverty level should expect restitution in the coming weeks. It's about 15% of the state's population. So households will receive uh, $50 to single persons and $120 to multi-person households through the end of this year. Nike has quietly laid off employees over the past several weeks and on Wednesday signaled plans for a broad restructuring, but it is yet to comment on the scale or reasons for the ongoing staff reductions. In recent weeks, the company laid off employees in various divisions, including human resources, recruitment, sourcing, brand, engineering, digital products, and innovation, according to LinkedIn Post and current and former employees who spoke with the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Nike has not responded to the reports. Multiple current employees said the company has not given employees information about the layoffs. Nike has not notified the state of Oregon of mass layoff, which it is required to do if it lays off 500 workers or more in a 90-day period. The layoffs come as Nike works to regain lost momentum. The company's stock is roughly flat this year, while the S&P 500, a broad basket of stocks, is up almost 19% for the year. Each country adopts a set of patron saints, members of the heavenly court who are special intercessors for all those within a particular country's borders. It took the bishops of the newly created United States of America 70 years to appoint the Blessed Virgin Mary as patroness of their country. In doing so, they invoked Mary under her title, Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. It was a choice met with unanimous support, one that was based on many different factors. And the decision was reached on May 13, 1846. And not long after the United States made this decision, Pope Pius IX promulgated on December 8, 1854, the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. And then four years later, a peasant girl in France had several apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary who revealed herself as the Immaculate Conception. So in light of all these events around the world, one could say that the 19th century was the century of the Immaculate. And since then, hundreds of churches in the United States have been named after the Immaculate Conception. And in 1959, the largest church in the United States was opened in Washington, D.C., also dedicated to Mary's Immaculate Conception and our own Cathedral of St. Mary's of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. Yes, indeed. 
And in sports, hey, good news. The rivalry is back on. Despite Oregon leaving for the Big Ten in 2024, the Ducks and the Beavers football rivalry will indeed play next season and beyond, according to a report from sportscaster John Consano. Oregon will play at Reeser Stadium in Corvallis next season on September 14th, so kind of an early game for the Ducks and the Beavers. Oregon State is scheduled to play the Ducks in Eugene in 2025, according to the report. Future games will then be played on a home-and-home home fashion as they currently are. Well, today is a special day, not only for our lady, but for Mater Day Radio. Yeah. It is our birthday, and 34 years ago today, this is what people around the Portland and Southern Washington area heard. This is Bishop Walt Smith. I join with the hundreds of other men and women of the Archdiocese of Portland in thanking God for this day, a day that has been a dream and a hope for so many years, a day that is the beginning of a new era of communication in the Archdiocese of Portland, the day that KBVM-FM begins to broadcast the good news of Jesus Christ to metropolitan Portland. Today is indeed the fulfillment of many prayers as we sought to find a way to give a permanent home to the daily radio rosary. Not only do we have a home for this special devotion, we now have an avenue for reaching out to all our brothers and sisters in this area with quality programs that reflect the rich traditions and contributions of the Roman Catholic Church. This station is unique in that it is the only nonprofit Catholic radio station operated completely by the laity. In this way, it fulfills the hopes of the Second Vatican Council which called our lay brothers and sisters to live out their baptismal commitment by taking more responsibility for the affairs of the Church. I want to congratulate especially Mr. and Mrs. Nick Mariani, who have spearheaded this project, who never wavered in their faith that it would come about, despite many setbacks and disappointments. And so I pray may God bless this new venture abundantly and help all of us to use it for his greater glory and honor. Thank you. Oh, I got chills. I You're got chills. You're just smiling Brenda. over there. I'm just smiling. I, well, I just too. think about the legacy. 34 years ago, I don't think, and the Mariani family did so much to get things going, and Bishop Waldsmith as well. I don't think they realized the impact that this would have. I'm now, this single station has yielded over 600 Catholic radio stations across the United States. And it all started right here in Portland, Oregon with KBBM going on the air 34 years ago today. It's just amazing. It's humbling and it is uh, proof of the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And Our Lady wanted her rosary to be prayed. And you talk about the power of the rosary. Look at what it can do. It can keep a radio station going for 34 years and it's one of these days where we give thanks to all of our listeners for 34 years sometimes i do feel that sense of a great responsibility that to to keep things going and and i try to you know like try to do better try to do better but you always remind us pat our lady will take care of us she does. She always provides. Dina Marie Hale told me when I first came here that Our Lady always gives us exactly what we need. Not necessarily any more than that, but she always provides for us. And and eight years later, that has proven to be the, the rule. It's certainly very true. So we thank Our Lady on this wonderful feast day of the Immaculate Conception. Thank our Lord Jesus Christ. And 
thank you very, very much for 34 years of Catholic Radio. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening, a special event for young adults beginning at 6 o'clock. ARC, Young Adult Holy Hour and Social Hour at St. Michael's Church here in Portland. Young adults are invited from all the parishes for their monthly Holy Hour and Social Hour. This is a special event to celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The evening begins at 6 o'clock with Mass, followed by a Holy Hour at 7 that includes adoration, music, and prayer, and then a little social afterwards. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we're headed into the second Sunday of Advent. Our celebration starts to peak, and Terry Ross, the host of The Glory of the Mass, joins Brenda next to tell us what we can expect to hear in terms of liturgical music at Mass this weekend. And we'll check that sunny weather forecast next at Modern Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Please join me, Archbishop Alexander Sample, in this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to share your intentions with our prayer team, please download the free Hail Mary media app, or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. 
we ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree. But we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 744 at Mater Day Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and we are in the fog today. We've got patchy fog throughout the area, especially here in the West Hills, and uh, that snow level also dropping down to 2,300 feet, so if you're a skier, you might be in luck this weekend. High today only reaching 45, and then cold tonight, cloudy with a low of 35. The rain, however, is back tomorrow. 80% chance of precipitation. Could see up to a quarter inch more of rain tomorrow, like, like we need it. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully that'll be turn into snow for the mountains. Yeah. Currently, it is 40 degrees at Immaculate Conception Church in Staten. And it's 37 at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. We are now entering into the second Sunday of Advent. But because of the way the season falls this year, Christmas Day is just a little over two weeks. And joining me today to talk about his upcoming episode of the Glory of the Mass for this Advent season, it is our good friend Terry Ross. Terry is host of the Glory of the Mass, joining me today to give us a preview of what he's got planned for this week. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're very welcome, Brenda. My pleasure. So for the month of December, which basically is all of the Advent season, you have picked out a special composer. Tell us about Pierre de la Rue. Pierre de la Rue was a 16th century French composer who was very well known in his lifetime, has become less well known since then. But that's because he was you know, other people came along who wrote wonderful music after him, mm-hmm. like Palestrina and Orlando de Lassas. But he was a terrifically good composer and very well known during his lifetime. Probably the most, one of the most famous of the Netherlands polyphonic style composers around the year 1500. So we are in the Advent season. You have picked out one of his Requiem Masses, which is a little different, not something that we would expect, but were there composers that actually wrote Masses for this particular time of waiting that Advent typically is is focused on? Kind of this waiting for the Lord. Yes, I think there are uh, composers who have written things, for instance, about uh, pieces based on St. John the Baptist, Okay, who is a is yes. traditionally celebrated uh, in the readings for second Sunday of Advent, because he's preparing the way of the Lord. Nice. Terry Ross is joining us today. We're getting a preview of this week's episode of The Glory of the Mass. Well, we're talking about Pierre de la Rue. He is your featured composer this month, and you share with us a little bit about the style of the different composers. With de la Rue, what would you say is his style? Was there a clarity or a complexity or even a simplicity about his music? His music was in the uh, the style, the Netherlandish polyphonic style that had grown up in the in the fifteenth century, um, and he was one of the best composers of that. That that style was not noticeably different 
from the style that came later, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more uh, complicated sometimes than than the style of, say, Palestrina, but not necessarily. Um, it was sort of a, a continuum that that went from the 15th all the way through the 16th century. I see. Okay, yeah. excellent. So along with that Requiem Mass, you've also included some other pieces. And as we typically do, Terry, when you come to join us, we pick out one of these pieces of music and take a listen. You help us understand some of the different qualities in that song. Today, we are going to play a portion of Vene Domine, and that is by the composer Gallus. Tell us more about it. Uh, Gallus is also known as Jakobus Handel, H-A-N-D-L. He's a Slovene composer, and he was very well known in his lifetime, not nearly as well known now, and and not as productive, not as prolific in his production as uh, some of the other composers. But he wrote very beautiful music, including this Veni Domine. And that title, Veni Domine, that translates to... Come, Lord. Come, Lord. That's Seems right. very appropriate for this Actually, week. Actually, there's more of the of it. It's Veni Domine et Noli Tardare. That is, come, Lord, and don't hesitate or don't dawdle. Oh, <laughs> yes. We can hardly wait for Christmas to be here, and we have to wait for the coming of the Lord as well. You can listen to this piece of music while we do that. Here is Veni Domine by Gallus. Those people doing the singing there are the Regensburger Cathedral Choir from Germany. Oh, wonderful. Now, is there? Do we, what do we know about this choir? Is there anything in particular? No, it's a mixed choir. Okay. It has men and women in it. Um, that's all I know about it, really, except that they've made quite a number of recordings. Oh, beautiful. Terry Ross is host of The Glory of the Mass, joining me today to give us a little bit of a preview of this week's episode for the second Sunday of Advent. And as usual, for your kind of style, Terry, you do love a broad range of composers and international flavor because you have so many different composers. You've got quite a few in this week's episode as well. That's right. There are five different composers in this this week's episode, all of them from different countries, Spain, Italy, Slovenia, uh, France, and uh, someplace else. Orlando de Lasso, who was sort of lived everywhere in Europe. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, and as I said, it is the second Sunday of Advent. By the time we get to the fourth Sunday of Advent, well, Christmas is just a day later. Terry, you always pick out such a beautiful Mass for the Christmas celebration. Can you give us just a little bit of a preview or a, a look forward as to who you've picked out to celebrate Christmas? We have another Mass by Pierre de la Rue, who we're celebrating all during the month of December, the Misa de Sancto Antonio. And that will do, we'll alternate that with a bunch of carols and hymns and things like that that are suitable for Christmas Day. 
Oh, I love that. In our Catholic faith, we know that Advent season lasts all the way up to uh, the Christmas celebration. And then, boy, that's when the party really gets started for us. So a wonderful episode for us to look forward to. And Terry, join us again, and we will talk about more specifically some of the songs and some of the carols that you have prepared for that beautiful Christmas celebration. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Brenda. And again, that is Terry Ross. We're previewing this week's episode of The Glory of the Mass, number 223. If you want to find the full playlist of this week's episode, head over to materdayradio.com. Find Terry's show, The Glory of the Mass, 223, and you'll see all of the composers and the music right there. You'll also be able to listen to The Glory of the Mass on the Hail Mary media app. 752 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we've been doing that for 34 years, thanks to you. And we want to give you a gift to celebrate our birthday today, and that is a family six-pack of tickets to the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. Big lineup there tonight. They've got the Glencoe High School Concert Choir, Scapoose High School, Hillsboro High School, Bellarmine Prep Choirs, and Century High School choir so a full lineup gonna be dry at the grotto tonight so you want to get out there and we've got a chance for you to head on out and join five of your friends to be a part of all the fun keep listening for your chance to win and you can get tickets online at matraday radio's facebook account and our instagram account it's our way of celebrating our 34th anniversary today with you at matraday radio Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene and streaming at materdayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak, author of Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul. I love the scripture verse. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Every surfer knows that you can't surf without a wave. You know, when a surfer is out surfing and they ride an incredible wave, they come to the beach, people are cheering perhaps, they'll run up to the surfer and they'll go, that was a great wave. You will never hear anybody say to a surfer, wow, you really were amazing on that wave. That was an incredible wave. They will say, that was a great wave. That's the way we as Christians need to live our lives. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit will send His power, that the Holy Spirit will send a wave of the Spirit that we can ride. We can't do it on our own might. We can't do it on our own strength. We need to do it only by the power of the Lord. Anything less than that isn't really even worth doing. And then when we ride that wave, the perfect wave that a surfer can ride is when they drop into a hollow wave and it throws over the top of them and they're covered over and they're riding in the the vortex of that wave, totally hidden in the tube of that wave. That's what we want to be as Christians. We want to be hidden in Christ. We want to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. But, But if people are really watching us express ourselves on a wave, 
what they're going to see is the wave. They're going to see the beauty and the power of the wave. If we are really moving and abiding in the Holy Spirit, people are going to see the Holy Spirit. People are going to see Jesus. Jesus said, my peace I live with you, my peace I breathe upon you. And he breathed upon them the Holy Spirit. In Hawaii, we know the meaning of aloha. It means to give breath. May the Holy Spirit aloha you. This is Bear Wozniak. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Matraday Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And what is the fate of the gentleman who tried to break down an Alaska Airlines flight? He was in court yesterday, and Ooh. we'll tell you more next. Okay. And the most handsome man in Italy. Now going to dedicate all of that good looks to our Lord. All right. have his story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. This day commemorates the conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary as being preserved from original sin. Non-Catholics have often criticized this teaching of the church as being contrived and as having no biblical basis, but that could not be further from the truth. A feast celebrating the conception of the Blessed Virgin has been celebrated in the Eastern Church since the 7th century, coming to the West in the 8th century. Now, it wasn't until 1854 that Pope Pius IX officially proclaimed it as a feast of the Universal Church. Some have used this as evidence against the teaching, claiming that it was recently invented without basis. But doctrines are only formally defined when controversy arises challenging the legitimacy of an already held belief in the church. Thus, the church makes a clarified statement about a traditionally held doctrine. In his proclamation about the legitimacy of the doctrine of Mary's Immaculate Conception, Pope Pius IX stated this. The most blessed Virgin Mary, in the first instant of her conception, by a singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God, in the view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, was preserved free from all stain of original sin. Now what does this mean exactly? Mary was preserved from the stain of a corrupt nature by God's grace. In Luke 1.28, the angel's greeting to Mary, Hail, full of grace, implies that she already possessed a characteristic quality of grace. The Greek word in the text implies that it was a permanent state she had been in since the beginning of her existence. But she wasn't blessed by accident. As a human being, she still required a savior. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states that by God's special intervention, the effects of Christ's redemptive work were applied to her in a more exalted fashion. Because God stands outside of time, she was redeemed by the grace of Christ in advance. An analogy used over the years has been this. Pretend a man falls into a pit and someone comes along and pulls him out. You could say he was saved from the pit. Now imagine a woman is walking along and she too is about to topple into the same pit 
but at that very moment, someone holds her back and stops her from falling. She also has been saved, but in a better way. She wasn't simply pulled out of the pit, she was prevented from getting stained by the mud in the first place. So Jesus, being fully God, chose that his fully human mother should be preserved from the muddy stain of sin. He made sure that Mary was fully human in the purest sense. Jesus redeemed Mary's nature, returning her to the perfect state of Eve in the garden before the fall. May we all dive deeper into the mystery of Mary's Immaculate Conception and ponder the great love and power of Jesus Christ in preserving his blessed mother from original sin. Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. That is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the lives of the saints and also to pray with Mater Day Radio during this Advent season, please download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. Ending your news, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton warned three Houston-based hospitals that they are not immune from civil or criminal liability for violating the state's abortion laws despite a court order that purports to allow a woman to receive an abortion. Travis County District Judge Maya Guerrera-Gamble issued a temporary restraining order yesterday morning that prevents the state from taking legal action against an abortionist who intends to perform an abortion on a woman whose unborn child has a low likelihood of survival after birth. The order expires on December 21st, but a hearing to make the restraining order permanent is set for December 20th. Texas prohibits most abortions in almost all circumstances except when the life of the mother is at risk or the physical health of the mother is seriously threatened. The woman who's seeking an abortion is about 20 weeks pregnant with her third child. The unborn child was diagnosed with trisomy 18. Only about 5 to 10 percent of babies born with this condition live past their first birthday. And game wardens in Oregon State are looking for someone who's killing animals. Poachers have killed a bighorn sheep, two black bear cubs, seven elk, two black-tailed buck deers, and two wolves in separate incidents across Oregon over the past month, according to the Oregon State Police Fish and Wildlife Division. On November 5th, a black-tailed deer buck was shot multiple times and killed on private property in Clackamas County. The same day, another black-tailed buck deer was shot and left to waste on Timber Company property in Harlan, Oregon. Now, the Oregon Hunters Association is offering a $1,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. Then later in the month, on November 20th, a cow elk Two spike bull elk were shot and killed and left to waste in Lincoln County. Two Rocky Mountain elk were then found killed on November 27th. And the Oregon uh, in Morrow County, OHA, the Oregon Hunters Association, is also offering a $1,000 reward in each of these cases. An ex-Alaska Airlines pilot accused of trying to cut the engines of a passenger flight while off-duty and riding in an extra seat in the cockpit was released from jail pending trial yesterday after an Oregon judge granted him conditional release. Multnomah County Circuit Court Judge Thomas Ryan made the decision as Joseph Emerson pleaded not guilty to reduce charges of reckless endangerment. He previously faced attempted murder charges. Emerson of Pleasant Hill, California, has also pleaded not guilty to a federal charge of interfering with a flight crew, and the judge in that case also agreed that he should be released pending trial. 
Defense attorney Noah Hurst said Emerson did not fully possess his mental faculties when he was on the Horizon Air flight and did not consciously choose to put people at risk. Emerson was released from jail late yesterday afternoon. Uh, I believe they should be keeping him on a no-fly list until things are figured out on this one. He is barred from being within 30 feet of any airplane. Okay. Young Eduardo Santini is considered the most handsome man in Italy and has decided to leave his promising career as a model and enter a seminary to become a priest. A dancer, swimmer, actor. These were a few of the dreams of Santini, a 21-year-old Italian who, in 2019, when he was 17, earned the title of the most handsome young man in his country after winning a national contest. This award opened the doors to the world of fashion and future career seemed clear, and he was destined to become a big star. However, God's plan were different. Santini was going to continue shining, but away from the spotlight. In a video posted on social media, Santini explained that he is on his way to become, God willing, a priest. The young man from Tuscany region took a first step, and last year he went to live with two priests, which he describes as the most beautiful and blessed experience of his life. And in sports, Bailey Zappi threw three touchdown passes and the New England Patriots held off a late rally to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and snap a five-game losing streak last night. Zappi completed 19 of 28 passes for 240 yards in the 21-18 triumph in Pittsburgh. Running back Ezekiel Elliott logged 140 yards from scrimmage and a score on 29 touches in the victory last night. And in sports here closer to home, the Blazers are back in the Moda Center taking on Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks tonight. So Blazers have been on an extended road trip. Good to have them back in Rip City. J.R.R. Tolkien is one of the most widely known best-selling authors for his Lord of the Rings series, a book that is loved by a variety of people around the world. Recently, more details about his Catholic faith have been brought to light, especially his own private devotions. One of his favorite devotions was to Mary and her Immaculate Conception, which is tied up together with his love of St. Bernadette and the apparitions at Lourdes. Holly Ordway, in her book, Tolkien's Faith, writes that he had a special devotion to the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. She said Tolkien mentioned St. Bernadette several times in his letters and even notes how he enjoyed going to the movie theaters to see the Song of Bernadette. And in a letter to his son, Christopher Tolkien, he goes on to say, The story of a Bernadette Subaru, one of the most amazing things of the whole 19th century, is both profoundly moving and true, and therefore all the more moving. And he explained in the letter to a priest friend that it was Our Lady upon which all my own small perceptions of beauty, both in majesty and simplicity, is founded. So St. Bernadette, something I just realized as I was putting this story together, her feast day is in April, the day of her death. But the day of her canonization, December 8th, 1933. How about that? Today is the day that she was canonized. And of course, if you aren't familiar, St. Bernadette, when receiving the apparitions of Lords, asked the lady, who are you? And Mary said to her, I am the Immaculate Conception. So I love that. 
My sister has a very special devotion to Sister Bernadette, and uh, it's uh, it's really touching to see that uh, she has this devotion because it led her back to the church. So mm. quite amazing. So thanks to Our Lady for that. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. is the monthly pro-life prayer in Outer Portland, outside Planned Parenthood in Portland. All are welcome to join the Fatima prayer cells of St. Joseph the Worker and St. Henry Parishes as they pray the rosary every second Saturday of the month outside the Planned Parenthood building in Outer Southeast Portland. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it's going to be a big weekend, a lot going on, Brenda, including the Holy League Catholic Men's Conference going on at St. Stephen Parish. And we will be talking with one of the keynote speakers. Father Lawrence Carney is in to talk about the Holy Face after we check that foggy weather forecast next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O oh my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. 
Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MaterDayRadio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 811 Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. And today we've got fog with us this morning. A lot of fog right out here on the west side. And uh, that snow level dropping down to 2,300 feet. If you're a skier, you might be in luck this weekend. Otherwise, sunny this afternoon, high 45. Chilly tonight with a low of 35. And then the rain back tomorrow, 50% chance. And that snow level rising up just a little bit with a high of 44. It's still a little chilly up north, 38 degrees at St. Mary's Catholic Church up in Castle Rock. And it's 37 at St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland. Husbands, fathers, and sons, you are all called to be holy, godly men. And there's no better way to do that than with the prayers and support of other holy, godly men. Coming up is the 8th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference on December 9th, and a great lineup of speakers include Dr. Dan Schneider, Father Dale Tuckerman, and today's guest, Father Lawrence Carney. Father Carney was ordained to the Diocese of Wichita in 2007. In 2014, he was appointed as chaplain of the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, and he walks the streets of U.S. cities in a cassock, carrying the crucifix and a rosary in each hand in an effort to bring souls to the Catholic Church. And through the devotion to the holy face of Jesus, Father Carney will offer ways to engage Catholic men at this fantastic conference and following parish mission. Good morning, Father Carney. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. So in case our listeners missed our previous discussion, you recently came out with a book, The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. So let's start here and remind people again, how does a person engage in a devotion to an image? And how does that devotion help bring forward their faith in life? Yes, so devotion helps us to become more tender or certain aspects of God and or His Church. So devotion to the Holy Face helps us to re- make reparation, that is to repair the relationship between our human family and God. So it helps us to make reparation for the five senses of Jesus, and they're all found on the face. Just the human face has the same thing. So that's what that book's basically about, and devotion helps us to engage in the spiritual battle that we find at hand in the world. And our Lord appeared to Mary St. Peter and talked about this mystical combat. I just love those words. Father Carney, you're going to be offering two specific talks at the men's conference again that is coming up December 9th. It begins at 6 a.m. with a very early morning mass dedicated for Advent, and then you're going to be joining in. So you're going to talk about those things, the mystical combat with the Holy Face and historical tactics of devotion to the Holy Face. So let's start with that first one, historical tactics. What does that mean, and how is that important to husbands and fathers? Well, yeah, in the Old Testament, 
God gave the kings of Israel and the leaders a spiritual battle plan, and that is to follow the Ten Commandments so you won't get weak uh, against the enemy of the soul, which is the devil. And then God said, okay, if you, if you follow the Ten Commandments, you'll get these blessings. You'll be able to have food in due season. You won't have people coming to attack you. But if you don't follow my command, all of them, you're going to get this long list of curses. And actually, I, God, will be the one who will give those curses to you. So that's the historical tactics that we had in the Old Testament, and that comes from Ezekiel 26. And so this devotion is stressing how to fight the current spiritual warfare that we have today. So it's stressing how God is actually punishing our human family because we're not following all his Ten Commandments, and actually he's punishing us with the scourge of revolutionary men. That was told to my St. Peter in the 1840s by Jesus Christ, and it was approved by the local archbishop, and it was made into an arch-confraternity by Pope Leo XIII. And this whole strategy has pretty much disappeared until I was told about it by a nun who I consider to be a saint, she, she tipped me to start looking at this devotion of the Holy Face, and when I got into it and researched it, I'm like, why is this not being promoted? Why is this so little known? This is exactly what we need, and that's why I titled the book The Devotion Destined to Save Society, because Pope Pius IX, Blessed Pius IX, said that reparation is destined to save society, and I think he was a prophet saying that, a prophet for our times, and that's what this devotion is to the Holy Face, about reparation. So it gives us clear tactics how to engage the battle on the world's sphere. If that makes any sense, Brenda. Mm. Oh, absolutely. If you are just tuning in, Father Lawrence Carney is joining me today. He will be one of the guest speakers at this year's Men Conference. It is coming up Saturday, December 9th, beginning at 6 a.m. until 4 o'clock. It'll be at St. Stephen's Catholic Church here in Portland. Father Carney... In our previous discussions also, we did bring into the discussion that our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, is such a wonderful role model for all of us here, but especially to men, to fathers, to sons who will be attending this conference. His motto is to contemplate the face of Christ. For our Archbishop, that was an important part of his ministry. To husbands and fathers and sons, why is the Holy Face such an important devotion in being a man in today's world? Well, that's a very beautiful plug. I love His Grace's motto, uh, to contemplate the face of God. That's beautiful, because I talk to a lot of men who are leaders in the Catholic Church, especially those that love the Latin Mass, and we're drawn to that reverence of the ancient traditions. And I tell the guys, you know what? They may be able to take away our things and our beautiful liturgies like the Latin Mass, but they can't take away our interior life. So this devotion is leading a lot of men towards the one thing that's important, that's saving their soul to go to heaven. And during that process, 
we have a chance to be in union with God in the contemplative life. It's called the interior life. And so I've been inspired to write a fourth book in my life. The third one was the one that we talked about last, Secret of the Holy Face, and the next one is going to be titled Total Preparation for the Total Consecration to the Holy Face of Jesus and How God Draws the Soul Through the Purgative, Illuminative, and Unitive Ways. And this These three ages are basically the soul maturing into the higher levels of the interior life, you know, like St. Catherine of Siena, like St. John of the Cross, St. Therese of Lisieux. They all were the very highest levels in the unitive way, where they had what's called mystical marriage. And this is not something that's extraordinary. This is ordinary. This is for everyone, whether a nun, a priest, or a layperson, this life. But the devil... He's always trying to put out a thing called interference to confuse us and to get us off track, to do something that is good but not the better or the best. But the interior life is about engaging and putting all our time into the best, and that is having a relationship with God. And that's what our Protestant brothers talk about. Do you know, do you have a personal relation with Jesus Christ? And I tell them, yes. I receive them every day in Holy Communion. You ought to come and join us. So what do you think? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the essence of that beautiful motto, I think. The Archbishop definitely, he has to have a, uh, an interior life to ha- come up with a model like that. Mm. And a model of interior life for all men are invited to join in in the Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. It is coming up on December 9th. Father Carney, there is so much more I want to talk to you about, including the upcoming parish mission that everyone is invited to. I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. 821 at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life as we celebrate this Feast of the Immaculate Conception and the 34th anniversary of Matraday Radio, America's very first Leon Catholic radio station, good old KBVM. And we want to celebrate with you. Have you got one of our Marian calendars yet? These are so beautiful. Aren't they? I got one of the extra ones and I put it on my desk because the one I got at home, it's on my refrigerator. That's where I put mine as well. They look great on refrigerators or wherever you need a little Marian motivation. We've got some of those extra ones available. So if you want to get another one or you haven't gotten one yet, you can get one. Just let us know. You can go to our website, matradayradio.com. Got all the details on how you can get your own Marian calendar for 2024. Hey, it's almost here, and we're celebrating here at Mater Day Radio. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's 
helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 825 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. No, we did not forget. We did not forget. No. We have got tickets for the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. A family six-pack could be yours between now and 9 o'clock. Keep listening for your chance to win. And ahead in news... The big rivalry is on. We'll tell you more about the Ducks and the Beebs continuing that, uh, well, it used to be the Civil War, but now it's just the rivalry game. Okay. <laughs> I'll, whatever way you call it, I'll be watching that one for sure. And while every day is supposed to be Kids Day, it's official now. A special day has been <laughs> set aside for children, according to the Vatican. I'll have that story for you as well. Here is Danielle Noonan and The Road less traveled. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Happy birthday. On the path you speak to me Rest your weary soul Like the night you come
Celebrating this feast day of the Immaculate Conception. That's Danielle Noonan and The Road Less Traveled. It's 8.30. In your news this morning, Pope Francis announced Friday that the Catholic Church will celebrate its first World Day of Children in May of 2024. Speaking in his Angelus address to mark the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Pope shared that the Church's first Children's Day will be celebrated in Rome on the weekend of May 25th to the 26th. The Pope explained that the day organized by the Vatican's Dicastery for Culture and Education will seek to answer the question, what kind of world do we wish to pass on to the children who are growing up? Now, according to Vatican News, the event was inspired by a nine-year-old boy named Alessandro who proposed the idea to the Pope to have an international event like World Youth Day, but for younger children. The Vatican is expecting thousands of girls and boys from all over the world to travel to Rome for the event with the Pope. Nike has quietly laid off employees over the past several weeks and on Wednesday signaled plans for a broad restructuring, but it is yet to comment on the scale or reasons for the ongoing staff reductions. In recent weeks, the company laid off employees in various divisions and LinkedIn Post and current and former employees reported that to the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Nike has not yet responded to the reports. Multiple current employees said the company has not given employees information about the layoffs. Nike has not notified the state of Oregon of a mass layoff, which it is required to do if it intends to lay off 500 or more workers in a 90-day period. The layoffs come as Nike works to regain lost momentum. Its stock is flat this year as opposed to the S&P 500, which is up 19% for 2023. Low-income households in Washington will receive more than $40.6 million in restitution following a major settlement with chicken and tuna companies accused of overcharging for their products. Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson's office reported that 19 broiler chicken producers have been gouging their prices since at least 2008, causing customers to overpay the companies by millions of dollars. Several tuna corporations were also accused of similar price-fixing scheme where executives would contact each other to avoid detection. Now, residents whose household incomes is at or below the federal poverty level should expect restitution in the coming weeks. According to the attorney general's office, officials will mail $50 to single person households and $120 to multi-person households through December 31st. 
A massive landslide on Tuesday forced Amtrak to suspend its Cascade service between Portland and Seattle for what they thought would just be a couple of days. But the slide is still blocking the tracks, and Amtrak has announced that the service will resume tomorrow morning at 7.22 a.m. Amtrak officials say trains are still operating as normal between Portland and Eugene, as well as between Seattle and Vancouver, British Columbia. The slide took place between the Vancouver, Washington and Kelso Longview stations, courtesy of the Pineapple Express that's been targeting the Pacific Northwest this week and has led to ongoing floods and slides across Washington and Oregon. Pat, you know who this really affects, too, because I remember this so much when our daughter was going to Western Washington University. She didn't have a car to get home, so she would take the train. And so many kids coming back to the area for the holidays rely on that train service to get back and forth so i know that they are working probably very very hard to make sure those lines are open soon i've taken the line a few times and that little stretch right there i know right where they're talking Mm -hmm. about you can just see how that could develop into a problem right there but Boy, it's a beautiful, beautiful trip i've taken the train before too up to tacoma it's a great ride i do enjoy it also well poachers They've been doing a bad thing here in the area, and Oregon state officials asking for your help. Poachers have killed a bighorn sheep, two black bear cubs, seven elk, two black-tailed buck deer, and two wolves in separate incidents across Oregon over the past few months. On November 5th, a black-tailed buck deer was shot multiple times on private property in Clackamas County. Then the same day, a black-tailed buck deer was shot in Lefferways in Harlan, Oregon. Hunters, Oregon Hunters Association is offering a $1,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. Then later in the month, on November 20, uh, 20th, a cow elk, two bull elk uh, were killed and left in Lincoln County, and then two Rocky Mountain elk were then found killed on November 27th. OHA is also offering a $1,000 reward in each of these cases. And in sports, well, we were worried, but uh, it looks like the rivalry is back on. Despite Oregon leaving for the Big Ten next year, the Ducks and the Beavers football rivalry will indeed play next season and beyond, according to a report from sports writer John Canzano. Oregon will play at Reeser Stadium in Corvallis next season. Early game, September 14th, which makes it a second or third week of the season, Oregon State is scheduled to play the Ducks in Eugene in 2025, according to the report. Future games will be played on a home-and-home basis, but the rivalry survives. Okay. That was a close one. Whether they played each other or not, there was always going to be that rivalry. So it's good that they'll be able to take care of it on the football field. If they were playing tiddlywinks, there would be a rivalry, Brenda. (laughs) That's how fierce it is. Each country adopts a set of patron saint members of the heavenly court who are special intercessors for all those who within a particular country borders. Now, it took the bishops of the newly created United States of America 70 years to appoint the Blessed Virgin Mary as patroness of the country. And in doing so, they invoked Mary under her title of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. It was a choice met with unanimous support, one that was based on many different factors. The decision was reached on May 13th of 1846. 
Then, not long after the United States made this decision, Pope Pius IX promulgated on December 8th of 1854 the dogma of the Immaculate Conceptions. Then, four years later, a young peasant girl in France had several apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary who revealed herself as the Immaculate Conception, and a large church was eventually built on that side, and ever since, Lourdes has been a popular destination for pilgrims everywhere. Now, in light of all these events around the world, one could say that the 19th century was the century of the Immaculate. Since then, hundreds of churches in the United States have been named after the Immaculate Conception. And in 1959, the largest church in the U.S. was opened in Washington, D.C., dedicated to Mary's Immaculate Conception and our own cathedral here in Portland, dedicated to Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, it does begin tomorrow, and you'll also be hearing about a special mission that is coming up. So Saturday, 6 a.m., it is the 8th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. Of course, we're hearing right now from Father Carney about that event. Now, that is the Men's Conference, but then on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Father Carney, he will be participating in a parish mission at St. Stephen's. And everybody is welcome to attend. Talks on Sunday, 8 a.m., 10.30, and 6 o'clock. Then Monday and Tuesday, the talk is at noon. And the same talk given again at 7 o'clock. And remember, you can find details on these events and many, many others that are happening this weekend. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. I'm a little bit giddy, Brenda, because it's our 34th anniversary here at Mater Day Radio, celebrating that, and we want to give you mm-hmm. the gift. We have got tickets for the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto, and your chance to win is just ahead after we check weather next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Archbishop Alexander Sample invites you to attend a special pilgrimage to Rome to visit the heart of the church and celebrate vocations to the priesthood and religious life. This 11-day pilgrimage from September 25th through October 5th, 2024, will include stops in Siena, Florence, Assisi, and Orvieto. Pilgrims will experience private guided tours and have the opportunity to visit magnificent churches, holy places, museums, and Roman ruins. Pilgrims will also get to attend the diaconate ordination of American seminarians at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome with Archbishop Sample presiding, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For more information, visit our website, archdpdx.org rome archdpdx.org slash Rome. Thank you and God bless you. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 841 at Mater Day Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. We've got a little bit of fog lingering around this morning. That should burn off and we should see sunny skies this afternoon with a high of 45. That snow level dropping down to 2,300 feet. Skiers, you might be in luck. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 35. And then tomorrow, rain is back. 80% chance of precipitation, high near 44. Currently 43 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it is 40 at St. Mary's in downtown Eugene. All right, Pad, let's give some tickets away. We don't want presents for our... The phone's already lighting up. Is it all... <laughs> we don't want to receive presents for no, our birthday. We want to give. give you a present. You so now is the time we are going to be giving away a six-pack of tickets to the Grotto's beautiful Festival of Lights. The number to call, like you're hearing already... <laughs> 888-823-5286. 888-823-5286. Let's take caller number six. Caller number six. All right. Lots of opportunities to get your call in. And I am continuing now my conversation with Father Lawrence Carney. He is joining me today because he is going to be one of the wonderful speakers at this year's Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. It's coming up Saturday, December 9th, beginning at... 6 a.m. And he is joining me to talk to us today about the conference and also a parish mission that everyone is invited to attend. Father Carney, thank you so much for staying with me this morning. You're welcome. For anyone who would head over to the webpage, theholyleague.org, they'll find the list of speakers today. Father Carney, your picture is there, and I mentioned this in our open in the first half hour, that you threw your chaplaincy with the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. You walk the streets of U.S. cities in the cassock, carrying a crucifix and a rosary, and there you are, a picture of you doing exactly that. Father, how do you find that courage to do, to be so open about your faith, about your ministry, and to approach people when you're making your walks? Yeah, in one word, the rosary. So when I first started walking formally with the permission of the local bishop in St. Joseph, Missouri, it was a little bit nerve-wracking, to say the least, to do this full-time in the afternoon. But I began to pray my rosary constantly, and then I was, I was strengthened by Our Lady by thinking of the mysteries, the 15 mysteries that I, I usually pray, because I try to pray 15 decades a day. That strengthened me, because 
in the spiritual life, whenever we have downtime, that gives an opportunity for the evil one to do his work. But the rosary would cover all my walking time. I would never have enough time to pray at all. So it was constantly praying. And then if I would get interrupted, then I could share my contemplation. And that's what St. Thomas talks about in the apostolic life, is we don't just do any activity whatsoever, but we have contemplation. We think about God, and then we share that with others. That's called the apostolic life. So the rosary is the answer to that question. Oh, the rosary, a powerful weapon. And in fact, you can pray the rosary with Mater Day Radio three times a day. You also have access to the audio rosary of our Archbishop Alexander Sample on the Hail Mary media app. Father Lawrence Carney is joining me today. He is going to be one of the inspiring speakers at the men's conference coming up Saturday, December 9th at St. Stephen's Parish. Father Lawrence's first talk is going to be historical tactics of devotion to the holy face of Jesus. And then he'll offer practical tips on how to engage in the mystical combat with the holy face of Jesus in the present arena. Father Carney, this men's conference, of course, open to husbands, fathers, and sons. And of course, women, though, we're not going to be left out because you will take this even a step further. St. Stephen's will be offering an Advent mission beginning the Sunday after December 10th, December 11th, and December 12th. You will be a part of that. So for men, we understand this combat, this idea of mystical combat, that they have to, you know, be the protectors of a family. For women who want to participate in your parish mission, what does the devotion to the Holy Face bring to us? Well, Jesus began to speak to a woman. Her name was Sister Mary St. Peter. And Jesus gave her a whole list of war tactics, how to be the best Catholics, because there was this group of people, a revolutionary group that was rising up that sister had never heard of before, and Jesus called them out, communists. And the Communist Manifesto came out in 1848 or 1849, and Our Lady of Fatima talks about the errors of Russia would spread. Well, communism first came to Russia in 1917 when Our Lady of Fatima appeared. But Sister Mary St. Peter was getting the tactics well before Our Lady of Fatima came. So it's like we have this treasure box that we found in the earth, and we're, we've, un, we've dug it up, and we're opening it. So to the ladies, I'm going to talk about the historical history of the Holy Face devotion as it came to these modern-day players, Sister Mary St. Peter being one of them, and Verabalia de Pont and St. Therese of Lisieux. And it's this beautiful tactics from heaven of how to defeat the revolution. Well, how can that be? Because God is the one that is punishing the human race with the scourge of revolutionary men. So he who is the one giving us the punishment, he's the one giving us the curse, he has a recipe of how to get out from underneath that curse. And so that's what this whole mission is going to be about. I love history, so I'll give the history of what's happened from the time of 1848, into our times. And it has nine promises, those that are devoted to the Holy Face. For example, 
One of them is that there will be many conversions. In fact, I was just talking to some people today, and last week I had this idea to pray for this person fervently for his conversion because he had left the church. And then these people told me that so-and-so was found to go to the church, and he was at Mass. And I'm like, wow, that's an answer to prayers. And I thought immediately, that's because I'm a member of the Arch Comfort of the Holy Faith, that there will be many conversions. So people that want to come to this mission, they'll learn so they can discern whether or not to become a member of the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Faith and to live this out, this devotion out, so that they too can reap the benefits of the nine promises. Another one being that those that are devoted to the Holy Faith, their faces will shine brighter in heaven than all the rest. Mm. Well, I want that, and I want other people to want that. Oh, I want that as well. And if you want something like this for yourself, please join in on this wonderful parish mission. It begins on Sunday, December 10th with Mission Talks at 8 a.m., 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Then on a Monday, Talks at noon and 7 and again on Tuesday at noon and 7 o'clock. So many, many opportunities for you to come and listen to Father Lawrence. I can't think of a better gift that you would want to get this Advent season than to attend either the men's conference or this parish mission. Father Carney, we are so looking forward to your time here in the Portland area. We appreciate talking to you today. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer and your blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Sit nomen domine benedictum, et ex hoc nunc usque in seculum, domine exati rasinum meam, et clamor meus ate veniat, dominus fobiscum, et cum spiritu. Benedicit omnipotentis patris et fili, spiritus undescendit, super vos et mani et semper. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Carney. We look forward to having you here in the Pacific Northwest. Bring a raincoat. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Brenda. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And again, that is Father Lawrence Carney. So the Holy League Men's Conference coming up December 9th and then St. Stephen's Parish Mission following December 10th to the 12th. I will be sure to add information where you can find both the conference registration and information about the parish mission. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 8.51 8.51 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pack. Congratulations to Marie. Marie at St. Mary's Guadalupe Parish in Ridgefield, Washington. She's going to be going to the Christmas Festival of Lights with five of her friends. And uh, we've got a family six-pack of tickets for Marie. We've got some for you, too. Actually, two pair. You can go online this weekend if you have a Facebook account or an Instagram account. We're going to be doing a ticket giveaway with our digital design. Sarah Kinsey. She's going to do that on Tech Tuesday. So you can register online and get all signed up for that online and win those tickets this weekend. So check that out. We want to put you in the middle of all the fun. It's the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem, in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 855 at Mater Day Radio, celebrating this feast of the Immaculate Conception with a little bit of fog, but rest assured that will burn off. We'll have partly sunny skies this afternoon, high of 45, snow level dropping down to 2,300 feet. You could be skiing by the end of the weekend. Mostly cloudy tonight, going to be a little cold, 35 the expected low. Then the rain back tomorrow at 80% chance with a high of 44. Right now, it's 38 here in Puddletown. And closing out our show today, it is I Am They, My Feet Are On The Rock. I can see the clouds rolling. I can feel the winds, they try to shake me.
between your faith and everyday life. Kephas, my feet are on the rock. That is I am they. Whoa, what a show. What a birthday celebration. 34 years. Boy, this is so exciting. What a great day. Giveaway tickets, great music, great interviews. Oh, and a great celebration of Our Lady. Yeah, that's the best part. The solemnity of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, just what a wonderful thing. Thank you so much for making that possible. It's because of you that we're here 34 years going strong. Let's do another 34. How about that? Absolutely. I like <laughs> that. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Bled. No view from the pew this evening. We've got a very special choir, uh, a concert for Our Lady at 730 this evening. Have a blessed day.